Dave, hello. Hey, how, how's it going? Great. Everything's great. Everything's good. Yeah. 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 Any anything uh, new in the Helixon household lately? Uh, funny you should mention, Dave. Uh, I find, uh, almost on a lark. I decided that uh, our my TV situation, like when we have movie night, uh, was mm-hmm. to take a rather large monitor and hoist it up uh, onto the mantle and plug mm-hmm. it in and. Then you know, do my Chromecasting and whatever from from there. And I decided that I am uh, too old to do that mm-hmm. anymore because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not in college. And so mm-hmm. uh, I decided to go ahead and, and buy a television. Wow! So uh, I have not bought a television in let's say 25 years. Hmm. Uh, wow! And have paid no attention to what technology is involved. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say they are light now uh they are mm-hmm. smaller than i remember they don't have cathode ray tubes in them anymore yep so that was yep. exciting yep. uh and they're smart they all got yep. microprocessors and ethernets and stuff in the back that's mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. and uh so I, I i felt myself being drawn into a several hour research session where i had to uh you know study the difference between uh what are the ips uh, yes, interplane and, switching and you know, uh, organic it, LEDs. Yeah, and, yeah, all that. And so mm-hmm. I finally decided that I was not going to become an expert on this uh, on this Saturday. And instead, I did what I usually do, which is I go to Wirecutter, and Wirecutter tells me what to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I am delighted. I'm delighted. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's great. It's a uh, uh, it's got uh, AirPlay in it. It's got Chromecasting in it. It's got uh, it's got my Netflix and my HBOs and all that good stuff. So I'm, um, it's great. Wow. Yeah. 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 I stole my Roku and I'm waiting for HBO max, that channel to show up, but they're in fights with, uh, Roku and H uh, Warner brothers or HBO or whoever is. I read about it. this. I read AT&T. about this, that Roku is, uh, Apple style is demanding 30% of the, uh, ad revenue, right? From, uh, well, from 30% of the ad revenue and 20% of the subscription revenue. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> My gosh. With yeah, and let's think about the wow, what is are you getting that value? And I did you see the Facebook app get rejected from the Apple store speaking of that? I heard about this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, we uh you know, to be transparent with the charges, they're like, Oh, you could buy this thing and then there's a thirty percent thirty percent charge surcharge that apple charges and apple rejected it from the store because it distracted or it was a distraction and yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. mentioned apple and yeah. all that that's right that's right where to me i think you should have that itemized receipt that says you know just like your Ticketmaster convenience fees and all that fun stuff right it's like if you want to turn apple into Ticketmaster, just just start highlighting all that stuff that's right same thing with uh you know your your grub hubs and your door dashes and whatnot they mm-hmm. could they could really benefit from that kind of transparency as well mm-hmm. yeah yep yep and gas gas too like uh, do you, like do you uh do they break out on the gas pump well you don't know i don't you, know you have an electric I, car yeah. yeah um but in the old days when when they had gas cars uh hmm. like uh some of the pumps will actually put what the taxes are oh i see yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I was recently getting gas and it was like, 
you know, gas is like two bucks and it's like 50 some cents of it is, uh, it's like state and local taxes and federal taxes and all that. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in any case, it, yeah. Uh, uh, flat televisions. They're great. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, what, what was the first thing you watched? Oh, uh, uh, good question. Uh, what is the first thing I watched? Uh, the first thing I watched was, uh, oh, it was Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. That would be nice. Yeah. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a little pre-screening to see if it was a ready for, uh, ready for Soren. If Soren was old enough to watch Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He is not. That, that is a surprisingly bleak movie. Yeah. Pretty dark. Yeah. Lots of body parts. Well, there was a part about where they knew Unix. That was that was that, awesome. Yeah, that's the part I remembered. I did not remember all the dismemberment and uh, child abandonment oh, right. and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna wait. A yeah, while. yeah. No, that reminds me of when I took my daughter to her first NFL game of like, you know, <laughs> where like was there was also body parts and child abandonment there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, it was like, uh, you know, it's like. Oh yeah, I, I went to Steelers game when I was like twenty or so, and it was fine when I was twenty. What, what could possibly go wrong? And I take her, and it was all you know, all these drunk guys, and it's like, and it wasn't like four letter words. It was like complete sentences of four letter words. <laughs> you know, what needed to get shoved up what? And, you know, and it, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, a lot of, I have a lot of football stories. We'll have to have a whole segment on that. <laughs> That's great. See, it sounds like you got a you got a uh, you got an unexpected anatomy lesson at the uh, at the Steelers uh-huh. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yep, uh, an unrealistic one. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and uh, did did the my problem that I've been having is it you know like like I got Netflix, I got Hulu. I got HBO, mm-hmm. not HBO Max, because of uh, Hulu, because of uh, Roku. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to like scrape the bottom of the barrel of interesting things to watch. Yeah, and I, maybe I'm just not finding it. But it's like, or they're not producing stuff, or or what. But so I I came across a show called The Hater on Netflix. It's a movie. Okay. So um, it's it's Polish, uh, but it's like a really like super creepy movie. So like, like, uh, was it, there's, uh, there's a recent Jake Glyon Hall movie about, um, like him running around taking pictures of like, uh, accent scenes and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of like that sort of like creepy guy sort of movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Okay. Well, that's great. Have you ever seen, there was a, I think I saw this in high school, but it must be streaming somewhere. Uh, it's a Belgian movie called Man Bites Dog. No. It's a it's great. It's about a, a documentary film crew uh, that uh, starts following around a serial killer with hilarious results. And it's a documentary, or is it a, a real? It's film. It's it is it is a documentary. It is about a documentary filmed in a documentary style. So it's almost like you're you you have the onset camera as a as the if I remember this right yeah you have the onset camera of this documentary being being filmed um, and uh, and it is about the uh, the kind of emergent relationship between the serial killer and the documentary film crew. Nice. Yeah, it's great. To check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
All right. Well, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, what do we got in the hopper here, Dave? Yeah. So uh, we're gonna um, do a digital detox for seventy-five days. We're going to uh, wear our own crops, and uh, we're gonna up our uh, video call and email games. Okay, I'm here for it. Sounds yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, where should we send them uh, to get uh, links to? Uh, all this uh, man bikes, dog, and all that good stuff. Yeah, they should go to uh, dgshow.org. Uh, that's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. Okay. All right. Yep. And then uh, cutting room floor, we've got some good stuff here. So if you uh, want to uh, rack mount some equipment in IKEA furniture, uh, we got the uh, equipment for you. So if you want some nice conversation pieces <laughs> as you uh, socially distant. Um there's also uh, in the, in your living room. You could also build your own uh, ANSI Z535 compliant safety signs. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're compliant too. And then um, uh, walking like you're in a video game is a good one. Oh yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was filmed in what Hong Kong? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. 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 It's great. Guy, guy. Yeah, that's my my favorite. My favorite kind of the grit, the 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 coup de gras was the when he's standing still and he's bobbing up and down like in that in mm -hmm. that way that the characters do. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the best. Yep. And then uh, if you want uh, some back to school MC Hammer uh, cover of uh, or a parody of MC Hammer's "Don't Touch This," um, but a COVID theme, COVID theme one for uh, back to school, uh, we have your covered. Oh, nice. A satire so obvious. I'm surprised we haven't heard it yet. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he, he doesn't want you touching things. Yeah, this mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so this this is a little bit older, but did you hear about this New York Times story about this this guy? He's a, uh, um, he, I guess he, he's like a Buddhist monk or he's like training for one or he works at some buddhist monastery up at like in new york or something and um it's like he's like i'm gonna go into a silent retreat in mid-march for 75 days and then um it's like 75 days later he comes out on the morning of may 23rd and then he tweets uh saying Hey, I'm back from 75 days in silence. Did I miss anything? <laughs> oh, I'm jealous, actually. Yeah. I mean, oh, how healthy. To, to be totally unplugged and ignorant of all this stuff for 75 days? Yeah. Well, would, would you want that? or And then have it hit you all, the, all at one time? Or would you rather have that like slow build? Uh, I'm going to go with, yeah, I would rather be ignorant and then have to deal with it all at once. Cause you could, cause you can yeah. skip over all the little micro news cycles, you know, like you remember yeah. March and April, the refreshing the news pages every 15 minutes, trying to figure out if you were going to die or not like that. Uh, right. I don't miss that. I don't miss that. Yeah. Yeah. That would have yeah. been nice to miss. Yeah. Uh, but that, that could have been a movie. Uh, yeah. Good. But well, I, I feel like there, I feel like there have been, a movie. Oh, uh, no, there have been movies. Oh, uh, 48, no, four, uh, 48 weeks later, 40, what is it? 24, 28, 28 days later, 28 28 days later. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Oh no, 28 weeks later when the guy wakes up in the hospital bed, right? Isn't that what it yeah. is? Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah. But they yeah, and I think there's some Twilight Zone episodes too, right. like that. Yes, and then Rip Van Winkle. Yep. Of course. Yeah, that's one that started it all. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah, I guess a, a Buddhist uh, Vip, uh, Rip Van Winkle, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So you know the other thing about you know with COVID and everything is is a social distancing mm-hmm. and um, you know what what better way to uh, have people stay away from you if uh, other than just wearing um, uh, a garden on yourself. Uh, oh, t- tell me, tell me more about what that means. Yeah. So imagine having this vest that you plant seeds in mm-hmm. and that you, um, you water it, um, you fertilize it with your urine and uh, it will uh, grow uh, things that you could eat right off of the uh, right off your vest, <laughs> like a, like an edible still suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what what kind yeah. of what kind of things are we planting in this in this vest? Oh, all kind of things. Um, you know, herbs, like anything you want. It it'll it it'll take your sweat. Um, I don't know if you could do tomatoes, but uh, <laughs> I guess now's de- the time. It depends on how much you pee, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to get that right mix. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get the, all the nutrients in there. But it it takes all your sweat and uh, it, it uses that for irrigation, and uh, you know the yeah, it's it's all good. And then and can you eat the? Uh, is it all? Is it a totally closed system? Like, can you eat the crop and then mm-hmm. like a hundred percent recovery? If you know what I mean. Um, I. Th- I don't know if they're working on um, the number two part of it, <laughs> but um, yeah, but they, they said that the prototype wearable garden yielded 20 pounds of crops over a few weeks. It grew 40 different types of vegetables, including cabbage, arugula, broccoli, uh, rabe, uh, kale, peanuts, peas, mushrooms, strawberries, herbs like sage, rosemary, and uh, lemon thyme. Oh man. Strawberries. That would, that, that yeah. would, that would, uh, that would get some attention, right? Walking around, walking down the street, growing some strawberries on your body. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the, the you know, I, I think you got to pick the right things. So the smell cancels out the other smells. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'd, it, frankly, if somebody was, uh, somebody was wearing like a rosemary vest, like a living rosemary mm-hmm. vest, I would, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd probably get closer. That's a delightful smell. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Rose, rosemary and urine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, yep. Yeah. So yeah, people could check it out. Um, it was weird. Like if you look at the pictures of this, is you know they didn't have them on people as they were walking around. They they basically had them in like this room wasn't exactly a greenhouse, but it was on these like like mannequins, mm-hmm. and then they had these syringes that were plugged into the the mannequins to feed the vest. So it's kind of disturbing. Right. Kind of like a like a delicious matrix kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or soylent green. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's great. Yeah. So on the internet, they they had uh, I they had one of these articles about um, email proficiency. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one was actually pretty good. It was uh, how to tame your inbox like an ER doctor. Oh, this is good. So, I mean, ER doctors, people famously pressed for time. They enjoy clarity. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. they are uh, they are efficient. Uh, yeah, I could I could learn a few lessons from an ER doctor. I feel. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. So I'll I'll give you some of the tips here. Okay. Uh, so number one, streamline uh, communications and clarify roles, like like you were saying. So, um, you know, having um, you know, when you have a lot of leaders in a resuscitation room, it creates uh, a lot of noise and it makes it difficult for the team to focus and prioritize tasks. So by assigning roles is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then also, um, you know, I'm a big fan of this, moving people to BCC yes. for like situational awareness, but it's like, hey, I got this and they can go away um, and knowing that you got this. And um, to free them up to do other stuff. And so they're not like with the cacophony of all the noise going on in your inbox. Um, but then the next one is command and request clarity. So, uh, you know, one of the things they talk about is thin air statements. So like, you know, asking the room, can somebody please get me a scalpel? Um, you know, it's like, okay, that's, you know, who's going to get it? Uh, and people are going to be looking at each other and everything. But if you could say, uh, nurse ratchet, can you give me a scalpel? Um, she could either say yes or no. Right. And if she says no, somebody else could get it. Right. Yes. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I am guilty of yeah. asking the, I'm, I'm guilty of these thinner requests. I do that often. I'm not realizing. Yeah. And I, the one I catch myself with too, is the time of like when I need it by. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's That's like, Hey, can you review this? You know, you send an email to 10 people. Can you review this document? And it's like, you don't know when it's due. Um, there's nine other suckers that can, you know, it, that you could step back and let those suckers do it. Right. Yep. And so nobody does it. So, yeah. Great. So being specific and naming people is, is really important. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, they also do stuff too, like in the subject line of like, um, you know, response requested by end of day. Or, or things like that. So it's like, it's absolutely clear when, you know, what's needed and when you need it. Right. Yes. Yep. And I imagine also reading through this, it seems like there's also a culture of, uh, it is the responsibility of the sender, not the receiver to decode the email, if you know what I mean. Yes. Right. Yeah. And if you want, you know, to me, it's like selfishly, if I want to get the results I want, I want to make it as easy as possible for them to reply to me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Good. Yep. And then um, one of the things that is like an uncomfortable one for a lot of people is, uh, I don't know about you, is that uh, asking for clarification when you're added to a thread. So how many times do you get copied on something and it's like a stream of like 20 email replies back and forth and you're like, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but what they say is that there's absolutely nothing wrong for you to say, sorry, long email sent. Can you please clarify why I'm added now and how I can help? Yes, that is part. I'm going to put that in a template. That is a, that is a very good response. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, it's that template too of like, how do you say it in a very polite way? And, and also like crafting those replies before you're, you get amygdala hijacked, you know, of like, that's right. Yeah. And so you're not, let's say, Oh, am I going to say the wrong thing? It's like, Oh no, I'll just read it again. Um, here you could just, you know, pull something out of the can that you know is not uh, a jerky way of asking for something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a fair question too. It's like, Hey, in order for me to help you out as quickly as possible, 
what do you want from me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And again, and, re- and reinforcing that cultural thing of like, no, it's your job to tell me what, what you need, not me to go figure out what it is that you need and by when. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes too, it forces how many times have people sent those emails not knowing what they want you to do. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yep. And That's then, uh, yeah, number four, number four, um, build and maintain situational awareness. And so they talk about the SBAR mm-hmm. technique. Okay. So situation, background, assessment, and recommendation. Okay. So, um, so basically you would, uh, do something like this situation, face mask shortage, background. Last week we ran out of a face mask on Saturday assessment. We need a strategy to ensure weekend supply chain is maintained recommendation. Can we either get extra supply or uh, on Friday or have facilities contact that our administrator be on call and can escalate directly to the weekend if the supply run short again? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Well, because what's nice about decomposing the into situation, background assessment, and recommendation is you can be clear about where somebody agrees or disagrees with you. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't see this. I don't, I disagree. There's even a shortage, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 That's great. And, um, the other thing I like too, that's missing from this is bluff. And and we've talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Bottom line up front. Yep. Yeah. And I, I do that a lot too. It's, I know Paul Smith is uh, my boss is a big fan of that, of like, you know, cause you know, he's getting emails from every angle and if he could, you know, it's basically bottom line up front. Um, I, uh, uh, approval coming your way and it, he's like oh okay and then he just approves it you know right. and but if he wants all the details he could peel it back and if he's uh you know skeptical or needs more justification so he's a big fan of that yeah otherwise it's like it's like he moves on to the next email and then ends up forgetting about it yep. because it's like under the avalanche of all the email people get yep yep absolutely yep. And then uh, number five, last one, is foster uh, an atmosphere of open information exchange. And um, they talk about um, psychological safety, of course, mm-hmm. where people are free to speak openly without fear of reper- repercussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And and so that's, you know, and there, what is it, Malcolm Gladwell books or whatever about, um, you know, do you have the pilot fly the plane or do you have the co-pilot fly the plane? You know, and and so if the pilot is flying the plane, the co-pilot may be afraid culturally to correct the pilot if there's a problem and right. there would be a big wreck. Whereas if it's the other way around, the co-pilot's flying the plane, the pilot wouldn't have a problem making a correction. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, and then also inclus- inclusivity too, especially like for me with video calls and stuff is making sure everybody gets a say in things. Right. Cause a lot of times you may get introverted people that may not feel comfortable speaking up or would like to speak up, but just can't get a word in edgewise. So pausing and, and letting them um, voice their concerns is always good. Yes. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. I, uh, the, the pilot co-pilot thing made me, I, I had a conversation at work today actually about um, a tactic that I employ, which we jokingly refer to as the Uno reverse card. Um, where someone will come to me with a problem that is not necessarily uh, packaged up 
in the SBAR manner, right? Like yes. maybe the maybe the background is not clear, or maybe the recommendation is not clear. Um, and my reaction to that now is to uh, play the Uno reverse card and basically tell them to, well, if you don't know what the background is, please go get the background and come back to me with you know with a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had always thought about it as a very vainly, I, I, selfishly, I think about it as like a time management thing for me, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. like I, I do not want to do this work. Like, you, you know, it's your responsibility to do this work and bring me the the decision or recommendation or whatever. Um, but the, but it actually has a pilot co-pilot dynamic to it as well, um, yes. which is that if I if I'm making them do the work, then I can they can they can learn all the things that they should be learning, you know, on on the job by having the experience, and I can kind of coach or recommend or warn them about, you know, a bad choice. Um, whereas if I did all the work, uh, they would probably be more reluctant to, uh, to tell me that it was a bad idea. Right. Right. Yeah. That's Cause we know how you get really angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm famously, I, I'm, uh, intolerant and, uh, short tempered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yep. I'm a, I'm a monster. Yep. That's right. Yep. So exactly. Um, I really like all these tips. I really, I, I especially like, um, uh, up here in the up here in number one is uh, announcing everybody who's on the email and explaining why they're there. Yes, yeah, and or mine is for every person you add to a CC, you got to remove two people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let's get let's get this moving in the right direction. <laughs> that's, right, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the other one that I've been seeing a big string of is um, not just, you know, I, I think the first phase of, you know, the, the whole work from home thing is like, oh, having your right setup for, you know, video conferencing and having the right microphone and all that. But, um, uh, you know, but then now it's like, how do you project presence? How do you, um, you know, how do you actually uh perform well on camera mm-hmm. and and so we got some good stuff there uh it's it's a quick video vimeo video of like this this guy saying oh i do keynotes and this stuff all over the world and here are my tips and everything and it's like all right but it's actually pretty good um you know one of the things that you know, i think people do especially that they're on laptops is that they have their cam- you know you want to have your camera at eye height yes and you know like what he was saying is that like you don't want to like have use like the laptop camera or you want to put it on some books because it's going to look like you're looking up your nose. And they also said that the shadows make you look heavier. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That, mm-hmm. that is my experience. Yeah. And then, um, the other thing that they talk about too is, uh, you know, you want to look at your camera and not at your screen. Yes. Which, you know, that's, that's the other thing too. It's like, I have a separate camera above my big monitor. Um, and I'll use that instead of my laptop uh, camera uh, because I could look at the big screen and my, you know, I'm not twisting my head around and all that. But there's a, a really good book that uh, I read a long time ago. It's called uh, Confessions of a Public Speaker by Scott Birkin. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, you know, he talks about like it's not just like how to give presentations, but like how to do keynotes and things like that. And, uh, oh, you're on TV. What does that look like? And. Um, like doing TV interviews, he says it's like really hard because it's like you got to look at this television camera, and that there in many cases they would put eyes right on the television camera. <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah. there's like a picture of the book from the book in there. Yeah, I you know I 
what one trick that I use is, you know, when you're video conferencing, like you, my, my camera is, uh, is on the top center of my monitor. Right. And mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll take the, the, the video conferencing window and I will move it up to the middle of the screen up at the top. Um, yep. so that I can look at the, so that as I'm looking at the folks, it's, I'm really only looking like two or three inches below where the, where the camera actually is. I found that, yeah. I found that helps. Yep. No, I, I do that too. And, and sometimes I'll even cheat too. Like if, if I have notes, it's like a, when I'm doing like a, a presentation, it's like a teleprompter, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I just, but I try to put it very close to where the camera is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, uh, lighting is, is, uh, you know, that's, that's another big thing where, you know, obvious one is don't have lights behind you. Like don't sit behind a window mm-hmm. and, or have a window at your back. Uh, cause you know, that'll, get, it looks like you're in a witness relocation program. And, <laughs> and then I, you know, it's like, you see all these articles, wire cutter articles probably about what's the best video camera lamp to use or whatever. I just use a desk lamp. Yeah. You know, I, I stole it from Lauren and it's fine. <laughs> light, light comes out of it just fine. Yeah. 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 No, it, it doesn't need to be like the, you know, having a ring that is like around your, um, you know, around your camera and everything. It, it works great. Yeah. Um, yep. So that was cool. And then, um, you know, the other thing that, um, there's another HBR article that talks about, uh, dress for the remote job you want. And it, they did a survey with, um, uh, all kind of things. But one of the big takeaways is they talked about the virtual backgrounds mm-hmm. and the general consensus was, um, they were, they're like virtual backgrounds are fine for, um, you know, your virtual happy hours or whatever, but probably not the best thing, uh, on like a professional call. Yes. Very true. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so I don't I don't like these virtual backgrounds, Dave. But uh, I did uh, have a, a, a coworker <laughs> when you started using this virtual background that I enjoy very much. Um, have you ever seen the uh, Swedish movie Midsummer? No. Okay. Uh, ho- uh, basically, it's a horror movie. Um, I think that's all I need to tell you. And uh, the <laughs> and the and the most horrible part of the horror movie occurs in this triangle-shaped barn uh, in the movie. And so the, so the background is basically a conventional uh, a kind of suburban kitchen with a bay window. Mm-hmm. The bay window is looking out on this triangular barn. <laughs> and it is All right. horrifying <laughs> if you've seen the movie. But the kind of at the surface, like, oh, that's a really nice background. It's, you know, there's rolling hills in the back. And just, oh, this is very, very nice. But if you've seen the movie, you're like, oh, my God. this uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. This is appalling. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, no, I've seen people do the, um, you know, like alien spaceship sort of thing. And yep. it's it's like... It's a dead giveaway, but the ones that are really subtle are great. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I agree in general. Yeah, uh, virtual backgrounds. I mean, unless you're, well, we talked about this in in a previous episode, right? It's the virtual backgrounds mm-hmm. are not ideal, but I can also understand uh, that if somebody's, you know, if somebody's working out of a steam tunnel or something, they, they'd probably. <laughs> yes, as as people are known to do. Yeah, La- um, well, Laszlo Hollyfeld, right? From in a real genius, right? right? Laszlo Hollyfeld is entitled to a virtual background, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they also said uh, in that video about um, also 
even real backgrounds could be a distraction too. So one of the things, and people may agree or disagree about this, is that bookcases are um, a distraction. And I think the thought there is that people are going to be looking, oh, what's, what kind of books is this person reading? And, it's, and, and you know, it's, oh, that's a weird book. And it's, why is he yeah. into romance novels so much? And, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And it distracts from the message. But I've seen plenty of people do the do that with a, a books in the background, mm-hmm. but um, they're so it's so far like out of focus that it's you just see, oh, that's books and, and you can't see the titles of the book. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's anything, uh, anything is a distraction. Although when we talk about distractions, we should also mention like, I am actually extremely cool with dogs and babies on the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Oh yeah. I yeah. encourage it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've told the story about, I was on the phone with a partner and, uh, I think it was a, a, a child interrupted the call or a, or a mm-hmm. dog and I, and, uh, whoever had the interruptions, oh, I'm sorry that, you know, that that was my kid or that was my dog or whatever. And, and, uh, and this partner, uh, got a little cross. He was like, no, you can't apologize for that. You shouldn't apologize for that. Like, this is just how we live now. Like, this is, this is not something you need to apologize for. Wow. That's a, what a nice message to give to somebody, you know, that's great. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I guess the last thing I had was a, a one final HBR article about what deaf people can teach others about visual communication. Hmm. And yeah, so you know, I encourage everybody to look at the whole article, but the big takeaways that I found is that they talk about body language telegraphing uh, a large percentage of our mes- message. And you know how like a lot of times like you want to have yourself framed in the screen, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you can see a good chunk of your chest. Um, you know, it's not just like your head floating, right? That, you know, right. it's, you know, you only see from like the chin up mm-hmm. where I've seen that before. Um, and you know, what they said is that, you know, you miss out on a lot of the body language. And, um, the interesting thing that they said though, is that what you should do is make it to the point where your they can see your hands. Mm-hmm. So it's basically from like your belly button the whole way up. Yes. And so that way it shows that you're engaged. You're not, you know, it, it frees you from the temptation of looking at your email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and things like that, which, which I thought were interesting. And, you know, the other thing too, I don't know if you've, you're, you're coming across this, but are people doing not necessarily sign language, but like thumbs up during you know, like to do like quick polling or stuff like that, uh, during video calls. Uh, yes, I have, I have, I have experienced that. I wouldn't say it's like a general cultural thing, but yes, I have with some of the, uh, with some cohorts. Yes. I've definitely seen that. Yeah. 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 It's very useful. Yeah. I I found that to be helpful too, but, um, yeah, but that's all I got. All right. Well, that was great. Well, Dave, from my belly button straight up to my forehead. Um, thanks for, (laughs) thanks for, thanks for taking the time today. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm anything, anything for your belly button. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So Gunner, if, mm. if people need to, uh, see a little, uh, MC hammer, uh, spoof videos and, and, uh, get some, uh, urine soaked, uh, vegetable vests where, where they, we need to send them. Uh, well, you're going to go to your urine soaked vegetable vest headquarters, which is uh DG show.org. That's a uh, D as in Dave G as in Gunner show.org. Nice. All right. Well, thanks, Gunnar. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.